0: Welcome back into Inside the Nest. Of course, we're talking hoops for Kennesaw State men's and women's basketball. We're switching up the segments, and we'll see if Coach Jay can stump any of us. I, I, I don't know. I'm not feeling too hot here with Coach Jay but he has had some time to research. Kennesaw State women's basketball at home for two. The men take on Jacksonville State on the road and at home. We're talking about that and more coming up on ITN. Welcome to Inside the Nest, Spencer Rogers from our men's basketball team, a KSU Out Network intern, alongside fellow intern Bryce Gobert, the coach Brandon Johnson here with me, Nolan Alexander, Jordan Griffith uh, might be able to join us. A son is holding him hostage in a meeting right now, so I might need to call up the commish, tell him to let our guy go. But, guys, starting out with, uh, it's not as fun of a topic to discuss as the past weeks. We did have some losses over the past week. The women were shorthanded, although put up some pretty darn good efforts in road losses to Queens and Liberty. The men extended their winning streak eight games at the time, winning in double overtime against Bellerman. Something about overtimes up in the state of Kentucky, I don't know what it is. Spencer seems to love it. And then the Owls fell in a tough one on the road against EKU. They are still tied for first in the A-Sun. So, guys, the first topic that I want to discuss here and going around the room is taking one game, when did things change in that game that led to the final result? What was a major turning point or
1: storyline? I'll go first. Um, for the game against Liberty for the women's, women's basketball at Liberty, the biggest change in the game was it was about, I want to say, they went from three minutes left in the first quarter to about three le- minutes left in the second quarter. They didn't have a field goal. Uh, like you said earlier, they were shorthanded, so they're missing scoring from Hooks and among other players. So it was just real difficult for them to uh, come across a basket, and I think that that segment right there, that nine and a half minutes without a field goal, it kind of it made it a difficult battle for them to come back and get the lead in that game.
0: Spence, I got a follow-up question for you. When you're shorthanded like that, does it affect the offense or the defense more?
1: Um, I think it affects both. Um, When you only have seven or eight players, especially for that second game, they're already pretty tired. Um, So I think the defense, I think the offense goes first. Defense, you can kind of try to, you know, communicate with others and, you know, try
2: to muster up some energy. But I think it's both. I'm going to go with the, uh, the Bellarmine game with the guys. You guys were down in the first half. I want to say it was a 17- point deficit, and then you guys came back and reeled off uh, you, know, some threes and, and, and took the lead by eight. That was a pivotal change in the game, and it just took your momentum through. Uh, but I want to ask Spence, how did the team you know, how did the team corral being down 17 points so early on? And what was the uh, adjustment made to uh, to go forth? Um, well, it was about the 22-5, to
1: five, I want to say. Yeah, we were down 17. And then the huddle we were just talking about, we weren't playing like we were supposed to. Our transition our transition defense, it wasn't where it needed to be. And our connection wasn't where it needed to be. So one thing that we had to do is we had to pick up our communication, talking to each other. And uh, once we picked that up, uh, as you saw, we started making shots and we were able to fight back and get back into that game.
3: Yeah, so I'll go ahead and I'll tackle the EKU game here. Uh, it was it was a tough one for the guys. Came out in the first half, uh, looked, looked really solid to start that game. And then as the game just went down the stretch, things just didn't end up going the Owls way. But if you take a look at it, I mean, pretty, pretty much Terrell Burden and this Eastern Kentucky road trip, I think, was was probably one of the best players on the court here for Kinesis. i say had 27 versus Bellarmine. Uh, just two days prior to playing EKU and going into EKU playing a double overtime game and having to go on the road and travel. It's not an easy schedule. So I'd say the thing that uh, some, somebody or something that, that kind of helped change the game was Terrell burden. He dropped 16 um, points versus uh, the Colonels with 10 assists. So a double doubles on six of 11 of shooting with three rebounds as well. And four deals. So Terrell burden did a really nice job this weekend. Um, and I think he definitely made a difference. Uh, in both of these revo- results versus Bellarmine and Eastern Kentucky.
0: I want to wrap up this segment and looking at the first women's game. I would say the turning point would be the fact that they were only able to play with eight players for the get go. Uh, That had a huge outcome on the contest and the loss against Queens. However, again, they were really competitive. Josh, a Whitfield, princess Harden had career highs in the game against the Royals. They got it to within four. at 67, 63 in the fourth quarter, but then the Royals went on an eight, one run to make it 75, 64 with a little under five to go. So, Again, that was uh, attrition that came towards the end, just being shorthanded and having that depth in the fourth quarter, as one would expect. Coming up next on ITN, we look forward to the matchups this week. Again, the women are at home with two games, Kennesaw Community Night Thursday night against Bellarmine at 7, and then Pink Day on Saturday. Or excuse me, Thursday against EKU, and then Pink Day against Bellarmine on Saturday. It is also Alumni Day. The men will follow suit at 5 p.m. as they take on Jacksonville State for the second time in the week. Those are the home games. The men are on the road Thursday at Jack State. We'll take a look around the A-Sun Conference. Come back with matchups to watch next on ITN. With Fifth Third Momentum Banking, we're making banking a Fifth Third Better.
4: Cappuccino for Dave.
0: Yep. Oh, I overdrafted? Now this coffee is $43. That's steep even for us. With Fifth Third Momentum Banking, we've got your back, which is why we give you extra time to avoid an overdraft. That's way better. This is banking. A Fifth Third Better. Fifth Third Extra Time gives you longer. Anytime before midnight ET on the business day after your account is overdrawn to make a deposit that brings your available balance to at least $0. Visit 5th3.com for additional details. Fifth Third Bank and a member of DIC.
4: Hey All Nation, this is Katie Kleinpeter. Things are really starting to narrow up within the ASUN Conference Women's Basketball as postseason qualifications are starting to become clearer. The first ticket to the ASUN championship was punched on Saturday. FGCU improved to 10-1 and in the league after their astounding 106-51 win against North Florida. Austin P., Jacksonville State, Liberty, Lipscomb, and Stetson found themselves in the winner's circle this last weekend too. The Flames, Governors, and Bisons are an arm's length away from their consolidated spots in the conference's postseason. The next few games will be very telling, especially for those three teams. Saturdays are always big for women's basketball all around the ASUN, but as per usual, there are always a few individuals to highlight each week. Coming, First, in my personal opinion, was Lipscomb's Jalen Holcomb. Her stat sheet was quite impressive, as she scored 24 points in her team's 87-82 to win over Bellarmine. Ten of those points came from made three throws, and out of 11 points scored off of free throws for the whole team, she contributed 10. For good measure, she added four rebounds and two assists. Another impressive performance came from Austin Peay's Mariah Adams. She added 16 points, four assists, four steals, and two rebounds in her team's 82-69 to win over Eastern Kentucky. This week brings much more action. Most of the games are on Thursday. The one matchup on Wednesday will take place between FGCU and Stetson at 7 p.m. The other six contests will be held on Thursday. Jacksonville State and Bellarmine will face off. Central Arkansas plays Liberty. North Alabama takes on Queens. Kennesaw State meets up with Eastern Kentucky. Austin Peay matches up against North Florida, and Lipscomb plays Jacksonville. That's all that I have for you this week. Once again, this has been Katie Kleinpeter, and I will talk to you next week.
0: And we're back on Inside the Nest. The coach, Brandon Johnson. The player, Spencer Rogers. The broadcaster, Bryce Cobert, joining me, Nolan Alexander. Okay, guys, the task right now is to give us a matchup to watch in the games this week. So for the women, one of their two games against the Kentucky schools, EKU and Bellarmine, and then the men play Jacksonville State twice on the road Thursday at home Saturday. We'll go coach, Spence, and Bryce.
2: Okay, well, for the the women's basketball game this weekend against uh, Bellarmine, uh, both of these guys – both of the teams are coming in rebounding really well. Uh, Bellarmine is rebounding 40.6 a, a game in conference play, and the women are rebounding, I guess, 38.9. So that's going to be a battle to watch on the women's side. And then for the uh, for the uh, for the men's side, basically we're going to watch the free throw shooting. All right, KSU men right now are shooting still about basically in conference play 69%. And uh, you have uh, Jacksonville State shooting basically 65%. So that'll be a uh, uh, a thing to watch on the uh, free throw line.
1: Um, good points there. I'm going to go with the women's side against EKU. And the biggest matchup I see for that is uh, Antoinette Walker versus Josh a. Whitfield. Uh, both leading scores for their team. Uh, both teams are coming off two losses, so you're going to expect their their leaders to, you know, come in and give them a big push. So I'm looking forward to that matchup. I think it's going to be a great show.
3: Yeah, Spence, kind of on the same line as you. I'm going to also have to look at the Josh A. Whitfield matchup at this time versus Bellarmine on Saturday versus Gracie Merkel. She comes in averaging 15.8 points a game, shooting 72% from the field where Josh A. Whitfield comes in. That's a leading score for Kennesaw State, 14.2 points per game, shooting 38.1% from beyond the arc. So a lot of interesting matchups here going into this weekend. Another thing to note is both of these players for Bellarmine and Uh, Kennesaw state and Josh a Whitfield and Gracie Merkel is they're both the leading rebounders for their respective teams. Josh a Whitfield would lead the owls with 126 total rebounds where Gracie Merkel leads the Bellarmine Knights with 267 gonna be a really interesting game to watch and I'm really interested to see how these two match up versus each other if they can kind of go punch for punch down the stretch as that
0: game moves along. So what's interesting here for me is How quickly the matchups will be adjusted on the men's side as these two teams, Jack State and Kennesaw State, meet up within about 48 hours of each other and what that quick transition looks like on a Friday. I mean, the women went through the same thing in the month of January. They swept Jacksonville State. I'd love for the men to do the same thing, go 4-0 against the Gamecocks this year, especially as they move off to Conference USA just one year ahead of us. Spencer... Have you been in – I guess you have been in a situation similar to that before, going back to that COVID year where the teams played back-to-back, like literal back-to-back days in the same spot. What do you remember about that? And are, is there anything you could take from those experiences that may help you out in kind of a, a unique schedule this week?
1: Um, you're right. I remember those tough turnarounds. I believe it was Friday, Saturday, back-to-back. We played the same team, same arena. So um, it's a little bit different now because we're playing one on the home, one at home, and then one on the road. But, I mean – we're experienced. We've all, we've done this before. So our non-conference really prepared us to play back-to-back games against tough opponents. So I think we're prepared mentally and physically to, to you know, to make that happen.
0: We'll take a short break take a look around the A. sun. Following that, we're going to give you the best names in the conference. Everyone has picked their favorite name. We'll go around the room. Love to hear your thoughts too. It's all coming up on inside the nest. Wellstar Health System helps Kennesaw State Owls stay in the game, no matter what your health goals or concerns are. Find our convenient health centers on campus. Our providers will get to know your needs and help you stay feeling your best. When you go off campus, Wellstar is there for you too, with hospitals, urgent care centers, and medical offices nearby to keep you well. Visit wellstar.org to learn more.
5: This is Bethany Bruton, back for more around the ASUN men's basketball updates. We're going to talk about Liberty and Lipscomb. Liberty lost to Lipscomb, 64 to 69. Both teams were tied at the half and Liberty was not projected to lose. However, Lipscomb did get the upper hand and carried away the win. Darius McGee from the Liberty team is number one in the ASUN for points, field goals, three-pointers and points per game. He scored 19 against Lipscomb that night, and his record is 20.8, so he was on his best game. Unfortunately, Liberty did fall short. Lipscomb will play Central Arkansas at 8.30 on Thursday, February 9th, and Bellarmine will play Liberty at 7 that same day. North Alabama and FGCU. Very close game. They ended up having 12 ties throughout the game and 18 lead changes. North Alabama ended up winning 87 to FGCU's 85, but not before going into overtime. North Alabama sits in the middle of the pack currently for concert standings, and they will play against Austin Peavy at 845 this Thursday, February 9th. FGCU will play North Florida at 7 p.m. This has been Bethany with your Arama ASUN men's basketball updates. See you next week for more.
0: Thanks to our Al Network interns Bethany Bruton and Katie Kleinpeter for giving us a taste of what's going on in the ASUN conference this week. Brandon Johnson, Spencer Rogers, Bryce Colbert, with me, Nolan Alexander. I tasked you guys to go through the rosters in the conference and give me your favorite name. And selfishly, I'm going to go first to make sure nobody takes mine. Okay, I'm going to get mine out of the way. We saw him at the first A-Sun game of the year, standing six foot ten, a sophomore out of Cumberland, Maryland, number 32 for Central Arkansas, who should be playing for a Kentucky school. Okay. Churchill Bounds. Almost like Churchill Downs. That's why you should be playing at EKU or Bellarmine. But my top name is Churchill Bounds from Central Arkansas. I had some great uh puns and stuff to get across there and nuggets and he only played a few minutes but i was ready for it i was pumped
2: you remember that coach jay yes i do i do yeah so i guess uh coming on to me um mine was just from a recent game and uh it's uh jacob nasa i can't even get it agnosevic agnosevic jacob agnosevic am i pronouncing it right I hope so, but we went with J O to uh <laughs> make it real simple. So that was my uh uh you know curious and unusual name for the uh this segment.
1: All right, for me, uh we just played him Thursday. Uh Berleman. I don't think he played this game, but I'm going with Bash Wheeling. Uh and to me that just sounds like like a character in an action movie, like some some kind of actor, like that's just an interesting name. So that's who I'm going with, Bash Wheeling.
3: All right, I was able to do a little more research while before we got started. I was orig- originally going to go with Hank Hutchison. But after digging down a little bit deeper, I present to y'all the best name in the A sun. Standing at six foot seven, 200 pounds, the senior from Stetson, number one, a Panzo. It can't get much better than that. Can't get much better than that. Nolan, you had a good one, but Weiza Panzo is it's it's it is the best name in
0: the A sun. I mean, that's just a bold claim, Bryce. And we did get Jordans, okay? Because I, I was going to be curious who Jordan would pick, you know, working for the A Sun and keeping up with everyone. We didn't pick any women's players out of the four of us. Jordan gives a great one from Austin P. Mahogany Vaught. I He's, got He's got I a case. He's got a case. That is a really good name. He's got a case. There's a so case Bell- to be made. So Spencer, I'm I'm looking at Bellerman's roster. They have a Christmas. They have a, they list their managers. They have a
1: Sheldon Christmas on there. Yeah, they got some interesting names at that roster right there.
0: Coach, there was another one in Lipscomb that was good. I'm seeing if I can pull it up. I'm I'm trying not to remember that date. Which Bryce did a heck of a job on the radio in that ball game. Uh, did not intend for him probably when the day before that he thought he'd be doing play by play for most of it, but he did and he crushed it. Um, While I was crushing the trash cans in the convocation center.
3: <laughs> hey, listen, you know what you had to do. We had to. We all have to do what we
2: had to do.
0: I guess it was Ignacevic who you had on there, and I, there I was think I got sanusodula. that right. In like five...
2: right oh, there yeah. you yeah, Asanisagulo
0: is that but, the one? yeah. The the alliteration. I mean, a mainstay in the A Sun for years. That's <laughs> not. I guess I was thinking of Ignacevic too. Uh
2: huh. Yeah, they had some names for you. Yeah, they did. But, you know, there's a name that I really, truly love that it's not, uh, it's not out there, but we came up with it this year, and that's uh, Hustle and Flow, man. Hustle and Flow. I love that name for Terrell Burton. <laughs> and
0: we call him Hustle and Flow. I think opposing teams may call him something else with what he was doing this past week. Terrorizing Absolute the league. Absolute beast. <laughs> Well, we look forward to seeing the Owls back in the Convocation Center again. The women, Kennesaw Community Night Thursday against EKU. Pink Day Saturday against Bellarmine. It's also Alumni Day. The men will be home against Jack State 5 p.m. following the Women's Pink Day game against the Knights. One short break when we come back. Scoreboard round turns over to Coach Jay next on ITN. All right, Coach, this is the first time you are delivering some fact or fiction to us, so I am ready. I have no idea what direction you're going to take this, if it's going to be basketball, history, pop culture, something else. But I'm excited for it. I'm still undefeated, and I look forward to continuing my undefeated
2: reign, okay? Gotcha. I hope that you guys can hear me. We can. We can. OK, I hope that noise or that air is not too, too loud. But uh, here you go. Uh, first one, am I'm going to throw in a little... Since we had the Grammys this past weekend and this is uh, what, February Black History Month, my first question is this right here. Uh, Earth, Wind & Fire. Earth, Wind & Fire, Factor Fishing. They have a lifetime Grammy Award. They also um, produced a song called September. And the head of their lead, their leading, their lead band member was Maurice White, all right? Fact or fiction, those three. And then the second part is for Coach Amir Abdul Rahim. His senior year at Southeast Louisiana, his team was co-champion of the Southland Conference. And the other three, it was a three-way tie, the other three schools uh, were Factor fiction, South. Well, the, the, the three schools were Southeast Louisiana, Texas Arlington, and University of Texas San Antonio. So going back, um, Factor fiction.
0: I mean, there are so many legs to this. Like, we give <laughs> <have> one, little, <laughs> one statement, little statement, and coaches come <laughs> up with like, "Please proof this essay for accuracy." On I here. love it.
3: I love it. I'm here for it.
0: So we had a Lifetime Grammy, produced September, and the lead singer, can you state the name again? Maurice White. Maurice White. Okay. Okay. I'm not going first. Sorry. Bryce (laughs)
3: Spencer, you uh, will take it. Can you give me the names of the three
2: teams again? Yes, the the teams were uh, Southeast Louisiana, University of Texas Arlington, and the University of Texas San Antonio.
3: This is tough this is tough you know having all these moving parts I know at least one of the uh one of the first ones you said about Earth Wind and fire was uh I know September they definitely had September that's 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 a great song but I just I don't know about the Maurice white part that part is one and it might just be it might be my age and only being 20 years old and that uh might be might be failing me here but I don't know that that's true so I'm going to have to go with the one about coach Amir is fact. And the one about earth, wind and fire is fiction.
1: I'll go next. Earth, the earth, wind and fire, those stats, those, the September, the lead singer, that sounds true to me. But also I don't remember, I mean, coach has told us a lot about when he played. I'm not sure about if all three of those teams were in the Southland conference at that time. I don't know. conferences has changed, but I'm going with the earth, wind and fire. That's the fact.
2: It's on you,
3: Nolan. Come on. Come on, baby. Are you gonna side with Nolan? You gonna side with the, the the player or the broadcaster? Which team you say? What's team you going for?
0: So in our production calls, I mean, I've heard about the progression when Coach Amir was in college and some of the stories he says he tells the team and Coach Jay talking about when he was at San Antonio and then they beat him in the tournament. But I feel like if he's just trying to throw us a loop for the third team with UT Arlington, like I don't I don't know if it's UT Arlington or not, that I feel like he could just be throwing us for a loop there. However, I think the last one is true, and the first one is false. So when you I, say too, last, meaning— Too many legs. Too, too many legs. All right,
2: so when you say last, meaning what? What is last?
0: Uh, the second one, uh, about the three-way tie that's true, and the first one is fiction.
2: Okay, three-way tie is true. First one is fiction. Um, So the answer is Coach Amir Abdul Rahim. False. The three teams were Southeast Louisiana, UT, San Antonio, and Stephen F. Austin. False. Steve is Maurice White is the band leader for Earth, Wind, and Fire they did produce a song called September as well as a Grammy lifetime achievement award See, my mom is going to flame me for not knowing that I thought
0: story. I I knew I knew Maurice in September but I thought the lifetime grammy achievement like you put a spin on that but you did exactly what I thought you may have done i knew it and i messed up i don't <laughs> like i don't like coach j's factor fiction spencer you got it next week uh
2: spencer you got a good one man good job huh yeah Bryce you was yeah. close Finally, finally
1: on the, uh, on the good side. Hey, listen, you know what? My,
3: hey, he mixed it up. He gave he gave Nolan his first loss, and you know what? If I I went down with him, but gotta keep it close.
0: <laughs> I love how we think of like one line for factor fiction and Coach Jay's like how can I make this as difficult as possible? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I got to do something. I'm in, I'm in the hole. I'm like, oh, I'm an over oh right now. Huh? So at least <laughs> we I need a <laughs> scoreboard update.
0: <laughs> we'll update the scoreboard next week. Guys, thanks for the time. Always fun talking KSU hoops for women's and men's basketball. We'll see you all at the convo this week, and best of luck to you, Spence.
1: Thank you.